Welcome to Economic Insights, where we will sit down with some of the top city building and industry experts to unpack the latest business insights and opportunities affecting fast-growing cities like the city of Surrey in British Columbia, Canada. My name is Stephen Wu, the Manager of Economic Development with the City of Surrey, and today we have an opportunity to unpack the latest StatsCan census information that's hot off the press. And what we're going to do is we're going to look into who and why people are moving into our region and why you should care. So I'd like to welcome Andy Yan. You should know the name if you live in Metro Vancouver. He's an expert on urban planning, and you probably have seen many of his interesting articles looking at urban data in Vancouver Sun, Business in Vancouver, or the CBC. He's currently the director of the SFU City Program and an adjunct professor of urban planning, both at UBC and SFU. So welcome, Andy. Thanks so much for spending the time to kind of speak with us today about some of the census information. So let's talk about Surrey. So in 2021, the latest census information tells us that Surrey is now a population of close to 570,000 residents. Does that surprise you? I think it doesn't surprise me because it talks to the vibrancy and the growth that we've seen in Surrey for a long time, that this is something about the kind of city that has, I think, really been emerging uh, for about the last uh, for, for about the last 20 years and really uh, talking about shifts in the population in metropolitan Vancouver, whereby I think that it touches upon the combination of affordability as well as livability and how the population has followed that pattern. So I, I guess, you know, we keep saying here in the city of Surrey that we are going to be the largest city in all of British Columbia and um, especially in the Metro Vancouver area. Um, we keep saying that, you know, we're growing at a pace of about 1,100, 1,200 people every single month. Mm-hmm. And right now, when you kind of take a look at it, you know, the city of Surrey is actually one of the fastest growing cities in all of Canada, actually number two in the large city, mm-hmm. over 500,000 people categories. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of take a look at that, who are these people? And, and you know, what does the census actually tell us this time around, um, you know, in, t- in terms of demographic profile of Surrey? Well, it's a little bit early right now at this very immediate point about who exactly they are. But then I think that we have a good sense that in previous censuses that they've talked about these are individuals, couples with young families, that these are families with children, that this is really those who are hitting the points in their lives through which they've decided to kind of really set roots in metropolitan Vancouver and have decided that they would start beginning at the city of Surrey. And so I think that this is, of course, will be further determined by future releases of the census, but then by sheer numbers, by just the additional numbers of new residents in the city of Surrey, we've seen really sizable growth. It comes off as one of the fastest growing communities in Canada, but I'm certainly in British Columbia, it's tops in terms of its population growth sizes. So that I think that this is really, I think, a testimony towards how places like Surrey, how the entire south of the Fraser region is kind of repositioning itself, again, in this combination of affordability and livability that is attracting talent from not only across Canada and British Columbia, but around the world. 
So I, I guess for someone who works here at the city of Surrey, seeing this growth isn't that surprising because, you know, we've seen this trend happen not just over the past five years, but it's been actually happening for well over a decade. So when you kind of take a look at the census track and the information that you see in the latest release, what fundamentally has changed? And what are some of the key takeaways from this new set of data that has just been put out? Well, I think what's interesting about this set is when we not only kind of take these larger perspectives from a city-wide basis, but also begin looking at specific neighborhoods and specific portions of the city and how, to a great extent, they're related to a lot of the planning processes, a lot of the kind of collaborations with the development community to kind of create communities that people want to live in. We find that there are, of course, amidst this growth with the city overall, particular pockets of population growth. Uh, we find them occurring in places like South Surrey, the areas around the middle of Surrey, around Newton. But then I think it's also attached towards the growth around Surrey city center. And we find that in these kinds of three poles, if you will, of population growth, it touches upon the kind of planning processes, the kind of infrastructure investments that have occurred over the last 20 years. And I think that it's important to talk about the roles of transportation improvements, the roles of of the kind of densification processes in terms of the kind of not only residential, but then also the type of commercial developments and opportunities that have occurred for commercial services, but then also to, I think, a greater extent, light industrial of not only the kind of service provision, but then also the making of things. That's very interesting that you bring up the industrial element of this as well, because I think just overall in general within Metro Vancouver, there's such a huge land crunch. It's not just about people being able to find housing, but it's also businesses looking for space. And it seems like Surrey is still that place where we can have space. I wouldn't say that we have a lot of it right now that's ready to go, but there's more industrial opportunities coming online. But beyond space, and when we can take a look at the demographics, you mentioned affordability, you mentioned families, but the key question is, is when you take a look at this with affordability being such a huge factor, are we talking about the same demographics that probably was moving into Surrey five years ago? Or do you see this as a different type of individual or family structure that's moving into Surrey right now? It's, I think, really one about diversity that uh, one of the kind of aspects of who's been moving into Surrey is that it it covers a spectrum of individuals. Again, we'll see this happen and we'll get further details as the census releases come forward. But then we see already that these are not only just families, young families, but then also families through which also have a, a level of education, a level of, of expertise through which I think they've also have kind of decided to kind of come into a place like Surrey through which I think covers the kind of over overall kind of shifts in terms of the population in a place like the city of Surrey. But then I think it's then covering also the kind of, again, the kind of investments that have occurred in this relatively short amount of time, particularly when it comes to transportation, when it comes to just the kind of commercial and industrial projects that are coming into the city through which it's really coming in and bringing in entrepreneurs that it's as much talking about big companies. And I think that there's a shift in terms of big companies considering to be in a place like Surrey, but then small and medium-sized enterprises. And as we all know, the dramatic importance of small and medium-sized enterprises that it comes into having the space 
for those small and medium-sized enterprises to thrive, not only to kind of set forth, to kind of begin starting, but then to really kind of thrive and grow. And I think that it's going into the diversity of those small and medium-sized enterprises that we're talking about really the kind of light manufacturing, the kind of value-added, middle-wage kind of jobs, not only the number of jobs, but then high-quality jobs through which I think is attached towards why you have this type of population movement into a place like the city of Surrey. So when we kind of take a look at it right now, you kind of saw and heard the announcement last year that the University of British Columbia opening up a Surrey campus. For the longest time, we know that SFU, as they're going to grow out their campus, Surrey is going to be where they're going to grow out. This is primarily because of all the young people that they want to attract into those universities and provide the education and whatnot. You see government investing heavily in SkyTrain, the infrastructure and, you know, community amenities like our recreation centers and whatnot. At what point in time do you think that there needs to be the shift from private sector to kind of leverage these investments better? Because from what I see, there's still a lot of people every morning doing that long commute on the number one highway to get to work somewhere else in the region. When will we see that fundamental shift and what do we need to do to kind of start getting private sector to kind of follow on government investment like that? Well, I think that it's really the shift is now that, of course, one of the things to kind of really begin to acknowledge about this particular census is that it occurs in the middle of a pandemic. And I think that there is really this type of dynamics in terms of what is the legacy of COVID that have yet to really be seen that I think we certainly kind of begin off with the tremendous disruptions that COVID has made in everyone's lives and certainly a lot of businesses. But then now it's shifting over towards the type of acceleration in terms of the kinds of trends that we were really looking at. And I think that that provides that kind of, we have yet to be seen that perhaps this is now going to be in the census for 2026 that we see this final fruition. But then I think that it's in this acceleration of trends. And I think telework or the role of not necessarily the need to be in a central historic kind of downtown core, but then it's much more a kind of redistribution of economic activities that I think really is the kind of longer legacy of what's going to happen after COVID. And yet at the same time, I think that it's also releasing a lot of workers, particularly skilled workers who can work remotely to have a greater level of residential choices. And it's also, as you see these workers, particularly the ones who are now entering their prime family formulation ages, that they now have a second or, well, first or second child, that that child is needing much more spaces. And that a place like Surrey offers the kind of housing choices through which is more space, but yet also is attached towards recreation and school uh, facilities through which workers are deciding to be in the city of Surrey, through which I think that it's a message towards employers saying that this is where your workers are. We know that workers have now, I think, a greater sense of the fact that they're in the driver's seat, that employers need to go where the talent is. And as such, I think that it's in that combination. We, We now have a labor crunch, right? We have a very significant labor crunch that really being able to adapt to those realities of where the labor is going, that I think is, again, part of this population growth and change that has moved out to a place like the city of Surrey, and again, into these particular neighborhoods. 
Yeah, and, and you and I have known each other for some time now. And, you know, for the longest time, you know that I've always lived in downtown Vancouver and I had the ultimate bachelor <laughs> life, you know, with all that livelihood. And, you know, just, you know, speaking about who is actually moving to Surrey, you know, um, I pride myself being one of those people who's actually recently moved to the city of Surrey for those exact reasons, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, uh, my fiance and I are looking at, hey, you know, if we're going to have kids, it's almost impossible for us to raise a family in a 800 square foot, you know, condo. And we need that space and we want that lifestyle. So, you know, when I kind of looked all over the region, it's where can we afford space? Where is the right space and where can we go? And Surrey was actually one of the only places that we actually were considering um, at that time. And, you know, suffice to say that, you know, two working professionals, we have options, but we chose Surrey. So, you know, when we kind of take a look at the other element of this is you you mentioned, you know, um, the redistribution of economic centers and whatnot and COVID. Do you see the demand for office coming back? Because I think that's the other dynamic when you kind of look at governments investing a lot in Surrey City Center being the second downtown core of the region. Do you think that that's still a smart investment? And what's the value proposition that we should be telling companies that they should get in on that investment right here, right now? I think that it's going to be different. I think that the idea of a downtown core is also, I think, more abstract towards the idea of relationships, the idea importance of face-to-face, that I think that right now we're still in the middle of this kind of public health emergency. And then once that kind of subsides, it's still, I think, the importance of human relationships, of seeing each other. And I was going to say touching each other, but then that's, of course, another kind of uh, <laughs> uh, different kind of implications. But then that type of propinquity of, of I think is still is still going to be there. And I think that it will be probably different than what we are. And I think there's been plenty of, I think, conversations online and in various mm-hmm. other kind of forums to talk about those changing relationships. But then I mm-hmm. think it's also, again, under Understanding that relationship between work and living, that it's it's going to be, I think, something that's going to be a lot more distributed as opposed to purely concentrated into a place like downtown Vancouver. And then I think that to be in a place like the city of Surrey, I think is also, I think this kind of a marriage, if you will, between work and life. That I think that if anything, this entire period uh, in the pandemic is really talking about how changing values that people will want to be closer to where they live, working where they closer where they live, as well as having access to it and, and kind of meeting points that I think that the death of the downtown has been greatly exaggerated. But then the fact of the matter is that it will most likely change. And I think to look at a place like downtown Surrey, it's to really understanding that this is still dynamic, that it still kind of offers the ability to kind of meet the kind of contemporary kind of challenges to operate a business that Surrey has that kind of fluidity through which may or may not necessarily be there in terms of, shall we call it, the more legacy downtowns and the kind of rigidity Mm -hmm. that occurs there. And earlier we mentioned that, you know, in um, Surrey City Centre or the um, Wally area, you mentioned that there's 5,000 new people that have kind of moved in. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, what are the kind of growth areas across the city? You know, uh, where are you seeing the most growth and you know, compared to the previous census, you know, is this consistently the same or do you see kind of some anomalies in terms of where growth has really happened? 
It's been, I mean, thankfully, it's actually been pretty consistent that uh, it's been in Surrey City Centre, it's been in Newton, and it's been in South Surrey. And I think that a lot of this, of course, I think is actually a testament towards the various kinds of project planning initiatives that have occurred with the city of Surrey, as well as with between the city of Surrey and its various stakeholders, whether it be in the business community, as well as in the development community, that growth and development is occurring where I think it was intended to be in. And it is part of this kind of decades-long journey as opposed to just this kind of brief five-year period that we're seeing, I think, the fruits of that labor now coming into play, that these are areas through which we're intended to grow, that they are also areas which are networked, or the network is growing in terms of a transportation network, that we're seeing that type of infrastructure, which ultimately is always going to be slow, but then having that kind of pace through which I think is shaping uh, where that growth is being directed as opposed to where it just kind of randomly grows. And again, it really emphasizes the role of smart community building as well as, I think, a directed growth and how it integrates with the various types of infrastructure, which allows residents to thrive. Great. And I guess, will the music stop eventually? Or do you see Surrey continuing to absorb a lot of the growth for the region? And for how long do you think that can that is sustainable? I think that that's really an interesting question because I think it parallels the change in city regions around the world. And if we kind of think about really how does that kind of compare in terms of even sort of just say West Coast cities and Canada and the United States, I think that parallels really there are lessons to be learned, I think, in West Coast American cities in terms of growth and development. You find that a place like Seattle is that it isn't only about the city of Seattle, but it's also it's connected, again, the word suburb. And it's, it's actually how the word suburb is actually quite an insufficient word to talk about these types of changing economic urban relationships that used to be fairly kind of spoken hub. But then we're really now talking about much more greater set of constellations of these types of economic centers and really acknowledging the role of these economic centers in terms of really efficiency, but then also sustainability. But that when we find that in a place like Seattle, we see the rise and importance not only about the role of the city of Seattle, but then the role of Bellevue. I think that you certainly see this in San Francisco in the Bay Area, talking about it's not only the city of San Francisco, but then it's San Jose. It's talking about all the cities between the two as being part of that greater, vibrant regional economy. And that it's really, I think, from this model, you can kind of get a glimpse of perhaps what the future is, as well as, I think, not only all this, it's also the kind of sizable investments it's gone into institutions and infrastructure. You had earlier talked about the role of UBC and its perspective presence in Surrey City Center. But of course, I'm completely biased because of really the role of SFU, the role of Simon Fraser University for Mm -hmm. over two decades. And I can't believe it's been two decades Mm -hmm. now that SFU Surrey has been part of that anchor of a changing Surrey. And that really it's these institutions in partnership with private business, with really a diverse economy that you're able to kind of move forward and collectively thrive. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm always excited when I hear about SFU's growth because we've just launched the new sustainable energy and environmental and energy building. Mm-hmm. That's going to be 300 new engineers that are going to be graduated out of there. That's just going to strengthen those high professional talent. And 
what I've heard from SFU is, is most of those people who are going to be taking those program will be Surrey residents or residents south of the Fraser. So that's going to be quite a bit of a demographic change. And I kind of look forward to, you know, what's going to come out of the subsequent releases from Census Canada as well. And I think what's interesting about those graduates from SFU Surrey is the fact that they're staying in Surrey. That it's no longer just a pull just into bank. I mean, certainly some are, but then it's the fact that they are deciding that their first moves into industry, into business are actually then moving into the city of Surrey that I think has this amazing kind of prospect of talent and energy. And of course, I should also note the kind of prospective new medical school that is happening over at SFU, I think, which is a different type of medical school that I think is going through an entire consultative process with the various communities, including, I think it's important to know the Indigenous communities in British Columbia about what that type of new medical school can look like. It provides a certain uniqueness for the city, but then I think it also talks about the kind of investments that you need to make, not only for the present, but then also for the future. I mean, I think that a lot of this, I think, is really how, in one ways, Surrey is set apart from some of the other communities in metropolitan Vancouver. Uh, it's important to note that even before the census, we know that the city of Surrey is three times the size of the city of Vancouver, that there is more space. And I think that it's within that space. And this isn't from this census, but with previous censuses, we found that the largest kind of growth areas are actually around the kind of missing middle, the kind of kind of townhomes. They're not necessarily single detached homes, but then they're there that the dominant form of housing in the city of Surrey is is actually townhomes. So it already kind of moves forward in terms of some of our sustainability challenges in terms of housing, that they are, you know, that they're more compact housing. But then at the same time, of course, it goes into now ones about transportation and economic development that, uh, you know, it's not only about housing, but it's also how you get to work and work itself. And I think that a lot of this is really, again, the growth is attached to where the jobs are, and not only the number of jobs, mm-hmm. but again, the quality of jobs. And I think that that's an important element to emphasize yeah. is that it's really that combination of quality of jobs at high numbers that really draw people together as I think, well, most people don't immigrate to areas with really lackluster economies. So I think that this is also a measure mm-hmm. of how this growth is really reflective of the kind of economic diversities and vibrancy that is found in a place like the city of Surrey as opposed to other parts of the country. Absolutely. Then you also have to remember that in that in that group of three of kind of, again, uh, cities that have seen a lot of growth within this very short five five years, it's a pretty short amount of time that, you know, you're, you're looking at, I think, the uh, fastest growing city of, I think, being above, I think, 100,000 was, uh, was really not the central cities, but then the cities around the central cities through which I think uh, Surrey is like, well, it's, it's, it, it isn't this traditional kind of central city. And I think that, again, it goes into the idea of opportunities, the ideas of an infrastructure that isn't set yet, that I think has kind of brought in its own talent, I think, through which employers can really tap into and and whether prospective employers are even aware. And then I think, of course, mixed into all this is that maybe the employer you want is actually yourself. So then the, the opportunities for entrepreneurism, 
And I think that that's also the other aspect of Surrey is that it's not only having the big employers kind of come on in and hire staff, but then it's also Mm -hmm. its interplay to entrepreneurism, to a really immigrant entrepreneurism that can occur as people want to open their own businesses, can see spaces for their own businesses that I think also has helped driven the kind of change in the city of Surrey. And I mean, even the ones who are hiring, who want to work, I'm pretty sure if they put a resume in and want to work south of the Fraser in Surrey or anywhere, there's so many openings right now because, again, there's such a high demand for skilled talent and people that there are the jobs here today. But thank you, Andy, for spending the time today to kind of have a chat with us. And hopefully, you know, when the next census is released and hopefully kind of tell us a little bit more about who these people actually are, we can kind of have you back and we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into, you know, our demographics and the people who are moving out this way. So thank you so much for listening to Economic Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review and share with others. To catch an episode as it is released, follow Invest in Surrey on LinkedIn. And thank you again and see you all next time.